ghetto, the backyard, the yard. I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard. I'm the what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Aveline, people up in the Tyler area, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting live out here at Super Bowl 58, site of Radio Row, day two coverage, live out here at Las Vegas. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Like I said, today's show is being presented by Dos Secchi's as we come live to you at Super Bowl 58 Radio Row. So we'll jump right into it. We've got a lot of stuff to try to get to today. Of course, we're in day two. Um, as you can see, well, you can't really see. You can see me. You can see my big head, but you can see me. But uh, the crowd has definitely picked up, not just here on Radio Row, uh, but in regards to the city. You know, I've been here since Tuesday. No, excuse me, since uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, so today's Thursday. So definitely have seen an increase of the uh, participation and the crowd, uh, which is exciting. We've got a couple things lined up uh, for you today. Uh, first off, uh, hopefully, um, here shortly, we're going to be joined by uh, Billy Walters, uh, author now, but he's known for the people in that community. I've, you've heard me talk about this man. If you listen to my show uh, over the course of the last 10 years, uh, you've heard me bring up his name quite often in regards to the explosion of sports betting. Uh, he's a legend. We'll see um, he's able to join us. You know, he's on a tight schedule, but we'll see hopefully here shortly in the next segment or so. Uh, also, we've got some other things to get to as well. Uh, we've got... Um, of course, more Super Bowl talk. I told y'all yesterday, this is one of those that, you know, I'll touch here and there on certain topics because there's only so many. I mean, you've got everybody, their mom, giving their takes on this particular matchup. There's only so many ways you can break this down, uh, but definitely have some thoughts in regards to more kind of I'm there. You know, I'll be releasing who I'm kind of rolling with uh, most likely tomorrow before we adjourn on the week of the show. Uh, but definitely we've got some things revolving around both the particular teams, but especially Kansas City that I came across that I thought was very interesting going back to the last uh, few weeks ago in their AFC Championship games. So we've got that going on. Of course, you know, uh, it is Super Bowls taking center stage uh, this week and this weekend, uh, but, you know, we're less than uh, pretty much almost less than 48 hours, 24 hours away from the trade deadline. I mean, we've got trades in the NBA that's shaking out. Uh, if we don't get too lost in the shuffle, we'll try to okay. take a look at those. We are uh, at the trade deadline. We trade are at the deadline. Line? We are at the so deadline. Okay, today, so it's today, today. It was today, 3 p.m. Eastern, which makes that mm -hmm. uh, this morning. Okay. Well, you're going to have to bear with uh, me because right now, time. yeah, you're going to have to bear with me because right now, like, I'm off, like, maybe four hours of sleep. Um, but, you know, and I'm not a heavy coffee drinker. You know, AC is, but it's going to come in too handy in here. So, yeah, if I'm telling you that we're 48 hours, I might, in my mind, Calvin might think there's two days left in the trade deadline. But we definitely got some things coming down on the pipeline with that. Uh, also, what else we got? I didn't get to it yesterday because, of course, I brought it up, but it's, it's kind of day-old news. Uh, but I know the Dodgers, uh, they were able to go ahead and have Kers uh, Kershaw come back in the fold. Uh, he's going to come back now. 
this is kind of with mixed reviews uh, because, in my opinion, just because I know Ker Clayton Kershaw, uh, his health over the last few years has really declined. Uh, no doubt he's going to be a first-time ballot Hall of Fame. Um, this is one of those that I think, uh, in my opinion, you just probably want to, if you're Kershaw and his camp and the Dodgers, you want to see him finally go ahead and finish his career uh, in a Dodgers uniform. Uh, so I thought that was a side note. Nothing to really go in-depth about it, but they did get a deal done with that. So you have baseball. I mean, pitchers and catchers are reporting this month, so baseball season will be here before you know it, but this is all about Super Bowl 58 uh, live out here for radio. And, and by the way, Joe, I didn't ask you. You ready? You ready to go? I didn't want to, you know, I know we're on Audible a lot here down here, so it might, the customer routine that we usually do might get thrown off. But you ready to rock? You ready to go? Yes, sir. I'm ready to rock okay. and roll. Yeah. Right. Um, real quick before we get uh, diving into sports, um, I will tell you, man, um, last night, uh, as I said, the crowd and also the weather continued. That seen, you know, behind the scenes, that's, that's starting to take a little bit of conversations for the people that are coming down to Vegas because a lot of people are like, whoa, I think like the low tonight is supposed to be like 35 degrees. I think the high is only getting like 52, 51, but the winds are blowing. So You and this weather out here, Well, man. because, you know, it's crazy because Super Bowls, and, and I said it yesterday, you mo warm city – have been normally to be the host of Super Bowls. And I said this yesterday's show that Mother Nature has thrown a curveball to some cities where, I mean, when everybody went to New York, when, when, when the Super Bowl was hosted uh, at MetLife Stadium years ago, everybody knew that was going to be a cold-weather Super Bowl. But like I told you yesterday, and I'm not complaining because I told you I'm born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. We're coming off summers of like, I don't know, 40 days at 103, 104. So I told y'all back then in July and August, you want to hear my ass complain. But I'm just telling you, it's funny to hear people, especially people that are coming from, you know, maybe the northern side and thinking like, oh, we're going to Vegas. We're getting away from it. So the weather is kind of a story here and there uh, behind the scenes. Uh, but again, I'm paying attention to, I'm a person that really likes to sit back and observe. And I'm really observing like the fan base of both of these teams. And, and, I, and I've said, you know, the whole thing yesterday about the kickoff media night, how 49ers fans were deep and they were running deep but the reality of it is is now that the fans are trickling in i've seen some kansas city fans but you know there are 49er fans that are walking here with an attitude it was three o'clock it was about let's see it was about 3 30 or three o'clock close to that vegas time so that's about five o'clock in the morning back back in and i'm just minding my own business you know at a table here or whatever and all of a sudden and actually, I was staying up because I couldn't pull AC away from the roulette table. But I'm like, whatever, man. I'm trying to educate you. The percentages in the house, you can keep doing that roulette situation. So I had a decent night last night. But then I see this 49er fan that's in a black Kittles jersey in red. And this guy's about to fight a guy that's in a wheelchair. Okay? Now, the first thing, to be full transparent with you, this was a brother. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, like, and you, and you see security. And this day and time, especially in the Super Bowl and the time we live in, it's not going to take that long for security to get somewhere quick. And you see these security guards running, and I see it basically happening, you know, because I'm sitting there waiting. First of all, I'm sitting here waiting for 30 minutes, you know, for a waitress to come back around. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be on my last drink before I have to go call it a night, you know, and get up and go to work. And so I'm sitting here, and I see these dudes about to do and the guy sitting there in the wheelchair, and he has a partner there that's jumping in. And I'm just thinking, like, how low or drunk or upset that you have to be to try to fight a guy in a wheelchair? Like, like that just should let you know. And I had to share that because I've never thought, I've never seen anything like that. But anyway, um, but I'm like, man, 
as a brother, man. That's not a good look, man. I'm like, do you understand you get a fight out here, bro, like in Vegas with the, with what's going on in the Super Bowl? Like, your ass is going to jail. Like, that's just the way it is. So I got to experience that. You experience a lot of stuff. And then, of course, you know, AC has to take me out in regards to this Italian restaurant she's been raving to get me to down here in Vegas. You know, she's a vet when it comes to Vegas. She's been coming to Vegas long before even knowing me. But we got to endure that. She's like, you know, this is a place where kind of like the old mobsters would go and this and that. I'm like, you're just a little bit too fascinated with that lifestyle. Is there something you want to share with me? But anyway, we're continuing out here. We'll get more into the uh, game here shortly. Also, uh, what else do we have going on in the world? We talked about the NBA. Now, you, I didn't get a chance to respond to you, uh, but I know in regards to that whole trade talk situation, uh, there's somebody in silver and black that is supposed to be linked to a possible trade if so so if that's the case that it's going to go down and it's here at the trade deadline i'm pretty sure we'll know that hopefully by the time we get off air but i had my thoughts about it in general even if it doesn't manifest even if it doesn't come out to the point where it is true it's it's still one of those that i'm like okay why and what is the reason why he's even being named and kind of questioning that so um We'll talk about that as we go as well, too. Also, besides just the game that's going on, uh, we got some other NFL news and notes off the field. Uh, got a familiar face that's going to be staying on with the coaching staff in New England as they're making changes. We've got the GOAT uh, in Tom Brady, who has spoken on Bill Belichick getting uh, kind of knocked out and closed out, iced out, however you want to say it, in regards to the jobs. He had some comments, which to me, I didn't get a chance to really hear the contents of what he put it in. I don't know if he's kind of trolling Bill or if he really has some sympathy. You know, he said that he could kind of relate in certain areas, which I'm going to go and talk about that as well also. Also, what else we got going on? Uh, former NBA and Kansas uh, player Scott Pollard. Uh, is in ICU. Uh, don't know really the consent of his condition, but he is waiting on a heart transplant. Um, I remember watching Scott Plotter play. Like I said, he's a former Jayhawk. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to him, but anytime you have anybody, uh, former basketball player or anybody just in general uh, that's in ICU, those are some serious situations uh, as well, too. So, um, We've got that going on. Also, what else we got here? I already told you about the clay. Oh, speaking of NBA tonight, uh, we've got a in the trade deadline. We've got something special going down uh, tonight in crypto. You know, the Denver Nuggets are going to be on the road tonight in Los Angeles. And the Clippers, or not the Clippers, the Lakers, excuse me. I know Clippers are like, like, don't you ever disrespect us, what you're about to say, talking about the Clippers. Like, come on, Cal. The Lakers are set to retire Kobe. It's not retire, they've done that, but the statue. There we go. Reveal the statue today. Now, today, 2824. Okay, you can look at the significance of that and the reason why they picked that date. But the statue outside of Crypto Center is going to be revealed tonight. I think TNT has that game, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to be televised. And again, and I know this is a touching moment uh, for Laker fans. Uh, it's a touching moment for the Lakers organization. Uh, but anytime, and if you listen to the show long enough, anytime a statue uh, gets brought up, okay, or in regards to somebody's going to receive a statue, especially in the sports world, it always brings me back to the 210 and the organization in the silver and black for whatever reason um, is so far behind when it comes to giving statues and honoring statues of some of the greats. 
uh, that have basically played for this organization, speaking of the San Antonio Spurs. And we know that, I mean, what, we just celebrated, not celebrated, but we just had the anniversary of Kobe's passing just a few, not too long ago. Um, uh, January 26th. Yeah, so what, it's been about, uh, help me out, it's been about, what, four years already now? Yeah, remember, that was the, the, the Kobe was in his passing with Gigi and, of course, yeah. I think the seven other lives that were lost in that helicopter crash. Um, yeah, that was the kind of kickoff to let you know 2020 was just going to be a horrible year. That, that was a tough that, one. That was yeah. the first in a long line of dominoes. And, and it, you know, um, of course, it's one of those moments in history where everybody kind of remembers where they were that day. Oh, yeah. We didn't really touch on it, you know, on the anniversary of the passing, but January 26th. Yes, sir. And tonight they'll be going ahead and revealing the statue. So that's going to be uh, something to watch. And like I said, the Denver Nuggets, okay, as I say, your Denver, Colorado Nuggets are um, host or be on the road in the Crypto Center uh, playing against the Lakers as they have it tonight. But let's go ahead and jump in and we can start with the NFL because that is the reason why we're here when we talk about Super Bowl 58. Um, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers, and I've kind of explained yesterday when in depth in regards to what I felt was, you know, when you look at this matchup, it, there's both organizations, and I'll say this again, probably will bring it up again tomorrow, but both of these organizations are hitting a crossroads where there's going to be a narrative that is going to be created with either one of these program, uh, programs, these NFL teams this Sunday. When we talk about Kansas City, we know what this is about. This is about the opportunity to go ahead and complete a dynasty, okay? Um, you know how I personally feel. I feel three and one's a lot different and better than two and two. Um, and I think that's, of course, the obvious, especially with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, that's what's on the line for them. On the other side, which I think is getting lost in the shuffle, um, with the 49ers, as I feel, and we, and we kind of had a, a you know a listener a couple weeks kind of bring this up, and I've been kind of like you know on the guarded side when we talk about things like this, but I think when we look at Kyle Shanahan, and I didn't really bring this up yesterday, but this could be the weekend for the Shanahan family. I mean, with Kyle winning his first Super Bowl ring as a head coach, and basically his father who this is totally ridiculous, could be inducted into the Hall of Fame that should have been long overdue, but things happen for a reason. That could be special. This could be a Shanahan weekend for the family with a with a back-to-back, -back, you know, exacta hit for both of them getting in. So I want to elaborate on that, that if they're not victorious, speaking of the 49ers, what conversations that could take place heading forward with that. But like I said, we are broadcasting live out here uh, from Radio Row. All right, at Super Bowl 58. Um, if the 49ers don't lose, if they don't win this game, then I feel automatically it's a situation to where the talks do become about Kyle Shanahan not being able to win the big game. Can he get over? And it's crazy because, and we have brought this up, but he automatically goes toward his counterpart who he's coaching against who went through years ago with the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid. So when you really look at this matchup come Sunday, other than getting a uh, Vince Lombardi trophy, it's really a legacy direction which way it turns. Now, Kyle Shanahan is still young, especially in the coaching realms. I mean, with the job that John Lynch and him have done, 
you know, you would like to think based off of the data that we've had in the last five years with this organization, this shouldn't be with good health and things change. Every team is different every year. They'll tell you every new season is a different season. But you would like to think this is not their last crack at it. But nothing is promised. So I feel that even if he's not to be a chance to be successful, he's going to have other opportunities to win. Andy, on the other hand, I think with them, me personally, I don't think they have anything else to prove. Speaking of Kansas City or Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid. But when you put yourself out there, and Patrick has, they haven't ran from it. At least Patrick hasn't. Travis Kelsey hasn't ran from it. They were talking dynasty after the first one. I mean, when everybody thought that Tyreek Hill was going to be cheetah under the Kansas City Red for the rest of his career, they were talking dynasty at the first one. And even then, I was like, hold on, wait a minute, pump the brakes. But now, in the last few years, even after taking that defeat against Tampa Bay Bucks a few years ago in the Super Bowl, that dynasty word has still been around, and they haven't backed and shot away from it. So they know what's at stake. Uh, but like I said, don't forget and don't lose in the shuffle what's at stake for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers as well, too. And even with John Lynch, I think, you know, John Lynch gets – I don't know if he gets enough credit as he deserves. I mean, he's a former player, you know, for a Hall of Fame player as well, too. Uh, but I think when it comes to the executives and the GMs, I don't hear – John Lynch get as much credit as I think he deserves when you look at this 49ers roster. The game is not played on paper, but when you look at it, the 49ers roster, other than the quarterback position, you would have to give the edge to the 49ers, and that is a you know, hat off to John Lynch and the job he's done with that organization. You listen to the Sports Grind. We are broadcasting live out here at Super Bowl 58, courtesy of Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind.
All right, we're back here on the Sports Grind, live out here for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what are the latest products that they have, or you already know what they have, just go to the member specsonline.com, or you can just have it delivered to your doorstep as well, too. Right now, like I've been telling you, uh, we'll jump right into it. We're going to be joined by Legendary. Now, I could say professional sports better but man this is new york best-selling author billy walters how you doing this afternoon billy fine calvin thanks for having me oh no problem man this is an honor billy i've been doing this for about 20 years i have interviewed some athletes before but this is this is special to me like i you know i'm born and raised in san antonio texas i have brought you up on this program here and there over the course of the last 10 years um i would say that i really dived into professional sports handicap and panic now of course in texas it's not legal but I have been fascinated about probably since 2005 and seven. So that's really when you came across my radar. I remember the original, <coughs> excuse me, 60-minute interview you did back then. And I know you end up doing another one recently, but I will just tell you it's an honor, man. I'm always about, regardless of the industry, is about who are the pioneers, who are the trend, you know, who are the trailblazers. And, and I've said this even with you not sitting here in front of me. Um, I don't think you've gotten enough credit for what you've done. I know a lot of people are fascinated about your story. I mean, this is your town. This is where you've, you know, cut your teeth on, grew your legend. And I think now when you look around, especially the professional sports and the leagues have gotten into gambling and you see more of the sports apps and you've got the ESPN, the Fox, they got personalities on TV. And I don't know if some of these guys know what they're going, but I'm just telling you, hats off to you man you've done a lot for this industry and what i want to ask you could you ever envision if i go back to the 90s and the mid 90s and you're out here and you know it's, could you ever imagine or did ever imagine you see where sports betting is to where it is today could you ever did you ever forecast to see it where it is now no i always wished it would but calvin it was in 1990 in this town the gaming capital of the world mm -hmm. my wife and i were arrested taken out of our home and handcuffed wow for betting on sports for betting on sports. So fast forward, we're in 2024. Uh -huh. uh, legalized sports betting is legal in the majority of the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, we're hosting a Super Bowl in yep. Las Vegas, and I'm being interviewed about the Super Bowl. So to answer your question, it's something that was always my dream, uh -huh. and, uh, and, and my dream has actually come true. Uh, but I'm, could I ever tell you I envisioned it? No, not when... Not when, not, when, not when you're being arrested and prosecuted <laughs> for making a bet on a sporting event wow. in a town where it's legal. Wow, wow. Now, talk to me about, I mean, because I, I hadn't heard that story about you before, but I've heard some of your other legal battles. Take me to the time in regards to your reputation growing down here, because you had a very, and we don't have all the time to get it, but you had a very intricate system that you had built. And now we're in the world of analytics and all this kind of stuff, but you were doing this stuff back then before people even knew what it was. Explain to me that time how your relationship ended up growing to where your reputation with casino books, because there was times for audience that know that people wouldn't really take your action. I mean, you had people working for you that had to go ahead and place bets or whatever, and you were doing it where what you did would affect those lines sometimes back in the day. Talk about that in regards to how your relationship, even here in your town, back then, and we're dealing with casinos and feeling like, is that a Billy guy? Is that guy Billy? Are we watching that? Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, the majority of them still won't take my bet. <laughs> and uh, so that hasn't changed. And, uh, and really, you know, I still bet on sports. And okay. I, and I still win, so that hasn't changed. Uh -huh. But uh, when I came to Las Vegas, Calvin, 
in, I came here in 1982. Okay. To pursue a career as a professional sports better. Back during that period of time, there was no such thing in America as professional sports betters. Right. The people in Las Vegas uh, that were involved in sports, they were illegal bookmakers. A lot of them were involved with organized crime. So uh, I came to town. I put together a group of people to help me bet on sports, doing nothing but bet on sports. But all, in all fairness to law enforcement, they'd never seen anything like this before. Right. So initially, they thought, well, this is another group of organized bookmakers. You know, they must be involved with the organized right. crime. Well, none of that was true. Right. But unfortunately, it brought uh, a lot of attention to me and the people I was associated with. It brought, we got raided by the police. Mm. I got indicted in, in, in this town in 1990, Calvin. Mm. I was charged with part of being a criminal conspiracy, conspiring to bet on sports. Wow. It's not even against the law. I, right. went, I went to federal court. I was exonerated, uh -huh. but I had to go through that. And uh, But it was a learning process for law enforcement. And uh, But I came here and... I was associated with a group called the Computer Group. Okay. And we, we had the first computer software program of its kind to handicap sports. Look, we were employing analytics in 1980. Wow. This idea that analytics is something new. Right. It's only something new to, I guess, people it's new to. Right, right. But, uh, no, we've been using analytics since 1980. If I hadn't used analytics, I wouldn't have been successful. So uh, that's a little bit of the history, how I kind of got started here. And what happened over the years... I don't care what business you're in. Right. If you're doing well, you're looking to grow it, right? Right, right. Okay, well, the more you bet, the more you can win. Right. If you have a positive advantage. Well, I kept trying to increase the amount of money I could bet. Okay. Well, in order to do that, you can only bet so much money in Las Vegas. Right. So then I started betting all over the world. I started betting in Europe. I started betting in uh, Taiwan. I bet mm -hmm. in, you know, the offshore. I bet everywhere. In order to do that, I had to create a network of people in order to be able to help me. That was the betting side of it. Right. The handicapping side of it, I started off with one guy. Mm -hmm. uh, again, he was a pioneer. He's going to be inducted into our Sports Betters Hall of Fame wow. this year. His name is Michael Kent. Okay. And he was my original partner, so okay. to speak. And, uh, but I realized when I got into it that the game was changing. It was evolving. And, and then what happens, I've, I've dealt with 50 handicappers over the years. Right. Almost every one of them get where they're irrelevant because they run out of ideas. Right. Well, I knew in order to stay ahead of the game that I had to get a lot of different ideas and I had to do a lot of R&D to stay ahead of the game and try to identify factors and things that other right. people didn't realize that had, a, you know, that had some input. So I ended up hiring like seven guys like Michael Kent with different backgrounds, and the only people they reported to was me. Uh, that, again, right. my, there was a lot of motivation for me writing this book. Right. I wouldn't have wrote this book, Calvin, 10 years ago for $20 million. Y yes. But I'm 77. This is my legacy. Right. And I'm still active. Uh -huh. But I wanted to share everything in the world I knew about sports betting with the average better because you've got so many millions of people out there now who are betting sports who've never bet on sports. And they really don't have a chance. Right. And, so. and, and you know, it's, I'm glad you touched on that because I do know some professional handicappers that are in the business for a while. And you have your casual bettors. But it's crazy because in the people that are really in the sports betting world, like for the last, up until recently, like you talk about 10 or 15, you were like this Fort Lowe. Like you were this guy, like this legend, this myth. Because a lot of this stuff, like I would have never envisioned you doing this 10, 12. You've been a private person for the most part. I know your name comes out in the news when you have legal stuff, which I'll talk to you a little bit about that. 
because I think prior to the explosion of you releasing this book, because I was anticipating this book coming out, but then you kind of surfaced back in the news because you were connected with a world-famous golfer and sure. Phil Nicholson, yep. and, you know, that you went to trial, and I kind of educated myself a little bit that was. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling my audience then, you know, I just felt something off with that in regards to Phil and, you know, what that relationship was. And I remember reading, and I can't remember where I read it from, but you had just said, you know, to the course of that, I mean, all you really needed to know to have this man testify. And he just, for whatever reason, I mean, obvious reasons, he didn't want to kind of do that. And you were very straight up all the time. And it cost you possibly your freedom for it sometimes. And then I think when it came out in the book, and I think it was Golf Digest, I don't know, the one that had really released the information about how much money that he supposedly lost in gambling. And it kind of catapulted you back into the scene of casual people saying, who's this Billy Walters guy? Because I remember saying like, yo, man, this guy here, like, feel like, come on. So... Talk about, what did, did that change your life anymore when that information came out? Pretty about, about a couple years ago, I think, when that surfaced. About about a year and a half ago with Phil. How did that affect your life? And did you see more attention of people coming in that might not have knew who you were at that time but wanted to talk to you because of his status in professional golf? Calvin, you're right. I, I've, I've always been a very private person, although I've got publicity that I haven't looked for. Right. I, I, I thought about writing this book in 2003, and, and then I decided not to do the book. And then... Uh, when I got convicted in the Southern District of New York and I went to prison, uh, because of the circumstances right. surrounding that, and then while I was in prison, unfortunately, my daughter committed suicide. Mm, sorry and then when she that. did, that, that cemented it. I, I knew I had to write the book and I had okay. to tell my story. Phil's a very small part of my book. Right, I've heard you and say he, that. He's only in the book because in order to tell the story, I had to put my relationship in the book with him. Right. I left 80% of the things in regards to mine and Phil's relationship aren't in the book. Okay. Okay, the only things I put in the book were the things that I had to book, put in the book to tell the story. And every bit of the detail that you're speaking of is in the book. Right, okay. 100% of it's in there. Mm -hmm. Three, and it took three years to write. And it's, you know, the publisher paid me the highest compliment. Right. He said, Billy, you know what the perfect story is? I said, no. They said, well, when someone writes a story and there's complete silence. Uh -huh. I wrote this story and I talk about the FBI. I talk about the Southern District of New York. I talk about Phil Mickelson. I talk about the New York Times. I talk about the Wall Street Journal. Huh. Since my book has come out, there's not been one of those people have refuted one word I said in the book. <laughs> so the book, there's no question about the the book, the accuracy. I'm not a fool. Right. I mean, uh, I don't. You know, I'm not going to write anything that isn't right. accurate. I don't. I don't want to be sued. Right. So, uh, but Phil is a very small part of it. But okay. my relationship with him in there, I had a relationship with him. It was simple. He was my betting partner for five years. We were personal friends for eight years. Right. And uh, and you're right. Uh, there was an SEC investigation. All I wanted Phil to do was come forward publicly and tell the truth in court as he had already previously told the FBI on two different occasions. In the 11th hour, because he, I think, was concerned with his endorsements and this Of and course, other, yeah. He left me uh, standing there and... Uh, and you're right. I, I feel if he'd have testified, I don't think I would ever go. And I can only imagine how that must have felt. I mean, you're, you you have a relationship with this predominant athlete figure, and you know you're 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 sharing some intimate conversations with him. You're playing golf, and all of a sudden, you know your freedom's on the line, and somebody that claims you're your friend is more worried about his brand and his whatever, just 
you know, telling the truth of what goes on. But I don't want to dwell too much on that because, you know, you're out here, like I said, normally this is your hometown, like you told me, so you're here. And now you're doing something that I know that you never usually do is when people ask, hey, Billy, who do you like this week or who you have? Now, you're out here, you, you're, you're willing to make a pick. And you got, you're looking at this Super Bowl 58 between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. What's your thoughts on this from the betting perspective? And, and what are you leaning to or what, what do you like? This will be my first and last public pick unless okay. I do maybe an app. I've had some people discuss that with me. I may or may not do it. I've never sold my information. I've never disclosed it. I'm going to bet on Kansas City. Okay. Uh, and it, it really boils down to this, Calvin. It's real simple. I make an evaluation on a game. I, I, I feel I determine what I feel like the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. If there's enough of a differential between that and the line the oddsmakers make, I bet. Right. And, the, and the larger the differential, the larger bet I make. If there isn't enough of a differential, I don't make a bet at all. This game, to me, to simplify it, you know, for people who are listening to us, Kansas City's got by far the best quarterback. I don't think anybody right. would debate that. Mm-hmm. They got the best overall coaching staff. You could give Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid, you could say they're equal. When you look at the defensive coordinators, there's a huge discrepancy. Uh, the, the defensive coordinator from Kansas City, if he isn't the best defensive coordinator in the league, he's one of the best. Uh, you got a first-year guy from San Francisco who I think's had a very mediocre year. He's got the same players he had last year, and you can look at the results. They're not nearly as good. Kansas City has by far the best kicker. Good uh, point. You got you got a kicker that's one of the best kickers in the league. You got a rookie who's shaky during the regular season. Can you imagine him standing over <laughs> a field goal in the Super Bowl? Right. Okay. And then overall, Kansas City's got the best defense. Okay. You look at Frisco. Outside of the quarterback, they're a lot stronger offensively. They got a better offensive line. But you know, if this were a regular season game, I can see how they could make San Francisco possibly a two-point favorite. Right. I look at things in playoff games and especially the Super Bowl. And I give a lot more importance to certain things. Quarterback being number one. This one here, you got a huge discrepancy in the quarterbacks. You've got a guy in his prime who's a Super Bowl veteran. You got a kid in his second year, you know, that's never played in the Super Bowl before in his life. Hmm. Okay, you've got you got a kicker. One of the best kickers in the entire league against a rookie who's been shaky during the regular season. Okay, you got the best overall defense. Okay, so to me, those things like in a normal season, a regular game, right. you know, I, I jack these up in, in the playoffs. To me, they're more important, and that's how I make Kansas City a favorite in this game. So does that mean they can get beat? Sure they can get right. beat. I, mean, I bet on 57% winners. I lose 43% of the time. So, hmm. you know, the uh, the advice I'm giving you, you right. know what it's worth? What I'm charging you for. <laughs> so, but, but I'm going to bet on Kansas City. Okay. That's who I got, and that's why. And, uh, and it's uh, so... But I'm making a small bet. It's, it's not one of my bigger Super Bowl bets. Well, last question before I get you out of here, Billy, because I know you got to run. Yeah. You, you brought it. What's interesting to me, and, and explain to some of the listeners, because some of the listeners are not as educated in the sports gambling world, at least mine, because like I said, we're in different markets. Denver, it's legal there. Um, what, let me ask you, what's the balance of the valuation or breakdown of the game, like you said, from the coaching matchup to the quarterback in regards, where do you find that balance to where it is about the line and the analytics part? Where is that balance? Because I'm pretty sure you're not running the operation as big as you used to, but when I sit here and listen to you, you're going more about the coaching matchup, the kicker, and the, but I also know from following you all these years that there's part of the analytic, the number and what that line is telling you. So where's that balance that you feel even now in your career as you do it, even though you might not do it on the scale you used to, how's that balance or really where you lean more do you try to find that equal balance from just what you see with your eyes compared to what that line's telling you? Well I actually do do the same thing that I did for the last okay. 
many, many years. Okay. And, and again, I've got, I think, the greatest uh, colleagues that you could have in professional football. I got one guy who's been with me for over 30 years wow. and graduated number one in his class at Caltech. Yeah. I got another guy with me that's been with me over 30 years who mm. is the chair of a major economics department at a major mm. university. All these guys do their sports. Okay. Okay, so I do have the same team, and we do, do this. Okay. We've got an incredible programmer, and I spend a million to a million and a half dollars a year in R&D, Calvin, to be able to stay ahead wow. of the game. Wow. Okay. So nothing's changed with that. Right. I just don't do all the sports. I got you. I only okay. do a couple sports. Okay. And I do it now because... My love of sports, okay. and because I can still beat it, right. but I don't do it to pay the bills anymore. No, so I, got I don't you. have, I don't have offices all over the world. I don't have thousands of people, uh, but but what I do, the quality of the work I do is actually the best it's ever been. So, okay, oh. and and the reason I wrote the book, and in the book, uh, I list about forty different factors in there that factor into these games. Okay. okay. And it's just not analytics, and it's just not the five main things I pointed out to you. There's all kinds of things in there that people never dreamed or considered to go into these games. Uh -huh. So I couldn't sit. We don't have enough time. Yeah, to, yeah, we're kind of up but, against but, that. But, but they're yeah. all in the book. Okay. And, uh, so. and what's the name of that book again, Billy, for the listeners and how they can go get where they can go get that at? It's called, it's called Gambler, A Life at Risk. Okay. And it's my entire life story. It's not a vanity book. Right. Uh, it's a book about my life, the good, bad, and the different. And. Everything that I know about sports betting, I mean everything. Okay. The, as of the end of last season, 100% of it's in there. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Billy, man, it has been a pleasure. I appreciate you doing this. I know you'd have to do this. And as long, I don't know how much longer I got in the industry, but as long as I got a platform, anything you need to get off your chest, anything, it's open. It's open door policy for you, Billy. You're a legend, man. I appreciate it. Calvin, thanks for having me. Okay. I no problem, it. man. Yeah. Billy Walters, man. Legendary stuff there, man. Welcome Good to Las Vegas. Las Vegas, yes. In the, in the capital. All right. All right, we've got about a couple minutes left coming up on break in this segment. Uh, there's Billy Walters there. And it was important for me to get him on because I know I've made references to him over the years. And, again, it's it's a lot of people. It's one of those, if you know, you know, because it's funny for me out here and seeing people, and he's got, you know, itinerary. But the people that are talking to him or coming up to him, I know those – well, I know of those people in the industry. And if some people look at him like, well, who's that? But the people that know him are getting him. He's walking to another interview. They were kind of looking at me like, this guy is holding him up and jump right in front of us like hey man sorry man I, I was borderline about to have a free Billy Walters t-shirt made about five seven years ago man dude was wrong good God though man down to earth all right man we're live out here at Super Bowl 58 I think when we get back uh, from the next break we'll go ahead and dive there's some other news about Kansas City that they kind of you know happened to them the course that I thought was very interesting going into that Baltimore Ravens AFC championship game we'll talk about that we've got comments from Tom Brady uh, his thoughts about his former coach Bill Belichick being left at the altar in this coaching search uh, definitely want to talk about that as well too you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. we are broadcasting live out here courtesy of Maestro DeBell Super Bowl 58 radio row we'll be back When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 